You are listening to the Vita Foods Insights podcast. Join us as we explore the key issues and emerging trends affecting the global health and nutrition industry, helping businesses make informed decisions and drive change. the Vita Foods Insights podcast. I'm Charlotte Bastianza, joined today by Blas Goyup, who is chairman and founder at Farmalinia. Thanks for joining us again, Blas. Thank you. Thank you. Nice to be here again. Uh, we're talking today about building a nutraceutical brand. Um, consumers have a far better understanding of what nutraceuticals are and how they fit into greater health and wellness plans. So I think that rising consumer education is requiring a lot more than just marketing power from nutraceutical businesses. Blaz, with your company being a leader in the space, I'm interested to hear about the considerations for businesses looking to build a successful nutraceutical brand, um, whether that's building on an existing foundation or entering the market for the first time. The challenges that we foresee in this space is the era of uh, me too products and just having products and uh, having an existing brand and pushing everything forward through uh, pure marketing force is basically over. Uh, we see that with uh, on on one side with the with the channels with the pharmacy chains having their own brands, uh, pushing the brands on the side. Uh, new players coming in with uh, with uh, huge players actually changing the industry altogether. Uh, with uh, Amazon, just a month ago at uh, at uh, MBJ meetup in 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 California uh, Alibaba US uh, CEO explained how they're entering the US market and how that will uh, influence the US market on its own mm. uh, but on the other side uh, this is this is the business sphere the the consumer the the consumer challenge of course is is of different kinds as you know how do you differentiate uh, apart from uh, building a, a brand through uh, through just uh, marketing tools, is what 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 is the content behind it? Uh, if in the past you, you could basically be a, a very sophisticated uh, a snake oil salesman, uh, that uh, that won't uh, fit anymore in the future that's coming. There's just uh, way too much information. Transparency is the the name of the game. Yeah. Um, you mentioned new players are coming in and changing the space, and we know, as you mentioned, that consumers are looking for a lot more. Um, you know, we know that in demand that is putting a lot of pressure on nutraceutical business is for proven efficacy of products. They really want to know what's in them. So this usually takes form in the place of a clinical study or some kind of formal research. And I think we know that this is really necessary for securing consumer trust and building long-term brand loyalty. How do you see brands um, meeting these consumer demands and why is it so important for businesses to insist on putting it in place? Brands, to to, to start with, uh, have huge challenge on the market because, uh, I mean, as the the next guy, I mean, uh, anybody can put out the marketing message, you know. Uh, You know, this product is great for and uh, then, you know, face it up with some references uh, supported by some, I don't know, today. And Instagram influencers, yeah. uh, but uh, on the other hand, you know, how do you? And then the brands are challenged with, okay, uh, of course, higher quality and references 
uh, in the quality space uh, will demand more investment, you know, and then there's a quick question, you know, we'll have to compete against, uh, uh, let's say, uh, less quality focused companies. How do we do that? You know, and, and uh, the investments in this field are, are, are of, of quite uh, high values. But on the other hand, uh, where is the value for them? And often uh, uh, companies, you know, they're in this tough space of are they willing to invest or not? And the solution that uh, a com company like ours is, uh, is providing is that uh, as we're working in global sphere, uh, we can leverage these costs of investments into, into many areas. And this is why our focus is basically on, on, uh, on making sure that the products that we provide to our clients for their specific areas, that our clients, the, the consumer brands, have all the efficacy uh, at their disposal. And the investments that we're doing, uh, they can leverage on some investments they could never actually afford or able to, to add to the, to the price in the consumer market. And uh, on the other hand, the, the brands, uh, not only from, let's say, your, your uh, reliability or efficacy of the product, they, the, the consumers also, you know, these days, the, the, the question which, which is very relevant, you know, is uh, uh, how much is your brand worth today? versus how much is your brand going to be worth tomorrow if you have a quality or an efficacy problem. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, this is, the, this is the tough road ahead. This is, this is in no way the easier road ahead. This is uh, not a short-term uh, brand buildup. Uh, this will take uh, years. Uh, but uh, as far as we see, the, the companies that we're there with and they stick to this and they, you know, uh, day in, day out, they punch with this uh, strategy forward. Uh, they do have the success. And the yeah. benefits that they reap after a couple of years is that, of course, then they have uh, loyal consumers. They have a brand which uh, is of high value. But, of course, this takes time and effort and, and uh, uh, joint investments. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd love to just chat a little bit more about the investment that um, companies need to put into clinical substantiation and product stability are becoming prerequisites, really. I know PharmaLinear itself is really active with carrying out clinical trials to, um, to put the research behind product safety and stability. Can you chat us a bit more about the investment that existing and even emerging businesses need to put into their clinical research and how strategy and challenges might shift based on individual business needs? This is quite a, a, a wide topic, but uh, let me be more specific. If you take a look at the, a, a specific area that, uh, that you think you want to be a market leader in, of course, yeah. you need clinical substantiation in one way or form. Uh, the investment that you're going to do and the clinical trials, and uh, we go uh, back to that being, uh, let's say, the beginners of this part of, because there is no other private label uh, out there with clinical substantiation available. When we entered this sphere, of course, everything uh, seemed very clear. You know, there are clinical research organization, you, you bring them on, they know what they are doing and they will bring you the, the results. So the reality is quite different. The, the nutraceutical, let's say even regu regulatory wise, even uh, experience that's out there to how to run clinical trials is, is something that basically you need to develop your own internal skill set. Uh, 
uh, and uh, this presents quite a challenge. So having products available where where this path have been traveled uh, before is is uh, is extremely valuable. Whereas you know learning by doing could be extremely painful, as it was in the beginning also for us. And yeah. uh, especially companies entering the supplement area from pharma or from food sector, which is quite common these days. Um, of course, they, they cannot uh, afford uh, to have a me too, me too strategy. So they, they do see and look for the need. And especially because of their brand values being high to begin with, entering to these stages, they are fully aware of the potential of failing and how that would, you know, uh, how that would turn on uh, towards their brands. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just quickly before we um, close up, I, I just want to pick your brain about pharma entering the space. I know that's something a lot of suppliers um, cautious of. There's a lot of pharmaceutical country uh, companies coming into the space. How do you see um, pharma coming in and changing um, the prerequisites, I suppose, for, for nutraceuticals? How do you just see them shaping and stamping on the industry? I just had, I just recently had a talk with the with the head of innovation of one of the let's say top five uh, OTC pharma companies global, mm. and their biggest biggest challenge is you know the if if they go and run the development of uh, new product development through their internal resources, uh, there is no there is no way that they will be able to be successful on the market because they are aware that. That supplements are basically, you know, they have the, as they would like to do is that, you know, they would like to have the, the channels of, uh, of pharma industry, but do it in the, with the FMCG speed, yeah. And that just yeah. doesn't work. And they're aware of, and their biggest pain is, you know, in the, in the great noise of, yeah, uh, we are all the same. We all do market product uh, development, stability testing. Uh, of getting through the noise and finding the right suppliers is is huge issue for them. And uh, just if you go yourself to any big expo, you know there are hundreds of companies trying to do the same, and the challenges that they're faced with is enormous. And uh, mm -hmm. but the risk, on the other hand, of them choosing the the wrong company is is, is way too big. So sometimes you know it helps for them uh, to just go with somebody who has experience from some other markets uh, working. We work for uh, with a pharma company who themselves have in one single territory where we launch products, uh, they launched the, the products uh, that we developed under their own brand. And they have four production facilities in that, yeah. in that same country. But they decide, look, if we're gonna develop the product internally, you know, we need uh, probably to go through seven different approvals before we do everything uh, by the books of pharma industry. It will take three to five years. And in three to five years, our sales department will say, we don't need that product anymore, actually, because we need it in, you know, in six, 12, 18 months is the most that they're willing to wait. And this is the gap that, uh, that they are facing and they are struggling big time. So pharma companies at some point, like, uh, you know, the big brand players, they do stick to very, you know, rigid areas where they're, but, you know, as in terms of, uh, uh, let's say, pregnancy, you will see that yeah. there is one or two pharma companies really focusing on that, and you will see them as global players. 
Multivits, you know, also you, you see the, the Pfizer's and Bears are really strong there. Any specialty that they'd like to go in is, is quite a, a challenge for them. I think it's really interesting seeing how these new key players are going to be reforming the space. Um, Blaz, thank you so much for sharing your insights today on what it takes to build a, a successful nutraceutical brand. Um, Farmalini is going to be at Vita Foods Asia in September, and we really look forward to seeing you there. Uh, yes, and uh, we look forward. Asia is uh, one of the fastest growing markets, uh, and some of the biggest challenges that we just discussed are also quite present there. Hope to see you there as well. Absolutely. Yeah, great. We will definitely see you there. Thanks.